Hello and welcome to Joe Talks Comics. This is the podcast where I talk with friends about the comics that we've been reading and enjoying lately. Plus occasional solo episodes intro to interviews. This week it's another casual catch up as I talk about my top five favourite comic pools over the past couple of weeks. And what I'm most excited for in the next couple of weeks. So this week and next week by the time you're listening to this, if you're listening to it on the week it came out. So this week, I'm talking about my favourite books from the weeks of September 13th and September 20th. And before we start, as always, I've got a few honourable mentions. As I mentioned last time, I've came in and decided to catch up with The Gotham War in single issues. It's currently going on in Batman and Catwoman, uh, written by Gypsy Dusky, Tini Howard, uh, Jorge Jimenez on art, and Nico Dion on art on the Catwoman side and Mike Hawthorne on the Battle Lines one-shot book off. So this was a really great start to the event. I'm really glad that I decided to check it out. The, the Battle Lines, it was a really nice, solid everything issue that's quite meaty for $6, which is obviously what you want, establishing all the opening plays, all the positions of the characters, moving a lot of pieces into play in a really entertaining way, and then giving way for... The Batman issue with Jimenez on artwork. Just absolutely glorious artwork. And it starts a bit slow and then builds up until like halfway through the issue. It's just so action-packed. It feels really like dramatic and intense, I think is probably the word to use, which I think is quite interesting and exciting about Darcy's Batman run so far, is the, the fractured and mentally unstable Bruce with everything that, if you've been reading the series, you'll know slightly or, or entirely what I mean. So yeah, and then it was really nice how it continued into the, the Catwoman issue that came out on the, the 19th, which was another really great issue of the event. And it, it felt a bit more of like a meat and potatoes issue, which was nice. Focusing on sort of Bruce, Selena, Jason, all these sort of moving pieces, and I'm excited to see where the next part of that crossover goes. Next, over the past couple of weeks that I'm talking about, we had some really solid, fun continuations of some of my favourite series on the shelves at the moment. I'm talking like Miles Morales, Spider Man, uh, ba- Batman, Superman, World's Finest, both fantastic issues that's off between arcs at the moment. Miles by Cody Ziglar, Federico Sabatini, Partha Patin, Brian Valenza on writing, art, colouring, etc. Corey Petit on lettering. That was such a fun, solid issue of Superhero Comics. And then, of course, the In Between Arcs issue with art by Bob's Finest. I mean, by Travis Moore, which has been really fun to see as a fit in for Mora. Uh, as always, Mark Wade and Tamara Bonvillain on writing and colouring, and Dan Mora on the gorgeous cover. Yeah, one of the best series on the shelves at the moment. Definitely worth checking out if you haven't already. 19 issues in, but just just jump on. It's been such a fun ride. And then more issues of The Cull, which was, I really loved the first issue, so I was glad to see the second issue was just as good. And again, plug, 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 again, the Kelly Thompson interview with my Lee's Comics from September, not September, August, I mean. Go check that out. That was such a fun interview to about The Cull. And all of our other recent projects that have come up, like our DC, DC debuts in Birds of Prey and the Black Cloak trade coming out, and all of these like, fun stuff. Go check it out. Something Epic number five and Superman six were just something epic, continuing the, the first story arc. 
in a really interesting and unique way. Definitely one of the most unique episodes on my podcast. I know some people complain about the amount of dialogue, but I really like it. I think it only enhances and enriches the reading experience. And I, I liked how I described it in my review of this issue, where it's a comic that's very grounded in emotion, but not in concept, if that makes any sense. It's very raw. It's out there, but it's the heart and the emotion and the, the ideas about storytelling and imagination are all very powerful. And the artwork is gorgeous with such an energy and flair. Fascinating comic. And I was glad to see Superman return after Night Terrors, written by Joshua Williamson. This time, we're, they're now on the cov on artwork, so it was really cool to see them reunite after their fantastic Robin series from a couple of years ago. And Alejandro Sanchez on Colours, who I always love, uh, Ariana Mayher on lettering, and another gorgeous cover by Jamal Campbell. This was a, a really entertaining issue. It was nice to get reon- reorientated with the series after Night Terrors, and to set up this like new story, build off the cliffhanger of issue 5 from a couple of months ago. And it was a really cool, interesting story that, like most of this one so far, continues to be fun, entertaining in individual issues in their own right, but also building towards the larger story that William Smith's building, which is always really thrilling and fantastic to read in a monthly superhero comic, or just any comic in general. So it's $5 for no extra pages, so it's definitely uh, one of the more expensive comics on shelves in terms of superheroes and things, but unfortunately it seems to be the way things are heading so i understand if that's a deal breaker but i've enjoyed it so far i don't think it's been worth the the slightly extra price next before i get to my top five i just wanted to talk about rare flavors number one i was lucky enough to meet randy a couple of weeks ago which was such an honor he was so nice and chill to talk to and when he signed my books it was it was a really great experience and it was really cool to get him sign like we said like many deaths like the star both the issue and the trade blue and green the swamp thing number one was like desperate to read the rest of that run so that's when i get to someday and also the new ref labors number one which came out that week and yeah so i was so excited like everyone else to see him reunite with philippe and delade and after how phenomenal many deaths of later star wars and then we all had very high hopes for this series and the first issue did not disappoint it feels very distinct and compelling plot and character wise but between the the gorgeous artwork of andrade and the mesmerizing allure of the poetic writing style of ramvi that was very prominent in later star i i just i found myself transfixed by this first issue and it seems very interesting. I'm, I think I'm going to wait for the collection on this one, just so I can like absorb it in one go and properly process it. But I'm eagerly anticipating that eventual trade, because it sounds like it's going to be a great series, and I bet this is another one that sounds like it's going to be on many best-of-the-year lists in a few months' time. So definitely go check that out. Go check out Ladder Star and all of V's work, and all of their work with Philippe Andrade and Andrade's work in general, I need to check out more of their artwork because it's just, it's gorgeous. Okay, so at the top five for September 13th and 20th, and number five at Saga 66, this was an issue that was delayed a couple of months, so I was very excited for it to finally release, and it was worth the wait in more ways than one, as I mentioned in my review on Media Comic Geeks. I really don't want to say more about the 
the premise and spoil it, but I think it's always really cool and interesting with Stargate when it manages to strike that balance between even the issues that are breather issues are just as intense as normal, but in different ways, the way they build up that atmosphere and how you care about all the different characters, even when they shift the focus. And in another series, if it was on like characters that you weren't as bothered about, you might be like, ah, oh, it's one of those issues, and you have to wait like six months for more, whatever. This uh, doesn't feel like that at all. Whoever the series is focused on, or whatever issue, you still care, you're compelled, you're excited. And of course, the, the lettering and artwork was gorgeous, as always. And I'm very excited for this to return for a new arc next year. But it was as great as ever. The letters page is always a delight, but particularly this month with the Saga Cosplay Competition winners, which were really cool to see. And I think especially as someone who's only been picking it up in single issues for the past couple of years, that's one of those things that's really unique to the single issue monthly reading experience that makes it unique and special. And yeah, just go check out Saga. It's slightly mature, so just keep that in mind. But such a fantastic read. First 54 issues, nine volumes are available at one big compendium, and then there are trades for the last couple of arcs since then that are either out or are coming out that are really worth it. Next, and number four, I had the alternates number one. I loved, I adored Minor Threats from last year. Oh, and I, I, I should mention from before, Starkers is by Brian K. Vaughan, Fiona Staples, and Fellow Graphics as always, of course. But yes, anyway, Minor Threats was such a, a great series that I still recommend going checking out the trade for that. But it was one that I only checked out after hearing good things about it. I didn't hear of it at first. I, it wasn't sort of on my radar until someone put it on my radar. And then it was it was so fun. And then so when this was announced a few months ago, I had to get this. I immediately put it on my poor list and it, it stayed on there. And I was, I was waiting for it all the time. And it's really special when it happens because that doesn't always happen. But you, you do not need to read Minor Threats at all to read this, by the way. I would recommend it again because it was fantastic, but it's not necessary reading at all. This was, anyway, The Alternates number one was a really fun issue that showcases more of a Vertigo superhero side rather than the very, like, pop party, vibrant, silver age flair of minor threats. And that's conveyed here really compellingly by the, the artwork, the lettering that manages to convey that tonal change. And we still have that, like, energy and flair that Minor Threats did, but just transposing it into a different context. And there's so many awesome creators working on this issue, like Patton Oldswell, Jordan Blum, Tim Seeley on writing, Christopher Mitten, Tess Fowler on art, Ian Herring on colouring, Nate Picos on lettering. And it was a really, one of those really solid first issues, where we got like the introduction to their characters, the backstory is why we should care about them, what's brought them together, what they've been through. And what the heck is for this series in general is a really effective introduction. And I'm definitely excited to hopefully be reading more of this series in the future. If they keep putting up new sorts of series, then I'll definitely pick them up. But in case you haven't heard of this at all, I'll just read out the synopsis to see if it captures your interest. Mary the Multi-Monster, The Tripper, Crab Louie, Kid Curious, Persona, formerly of the offbeat B-list superheroes, The Alternates, 
who seemingly sacrificed themselves to stop an invasion of another dimension. Instead, they were transported to a mirror reality where they live complex lives and a more four-dimensional existence, expanding both their powers and consciousness. Five years later, they've returned to Twilight City, struggling to reacclimate to their old lives in the traditional two-dimensional superhero world, and withdraw from the vivid ones they left behind. When elements from this alternate reality turn up as a dangerous new street drug, some of the heroes band together to destroy it, while others succumb to its temptation. I mean, that sounds incredible. But just look up the, the covers of the series, look up the previews and see if you're into it, because that's right up my alley and it didn't disappoint yet with the first visual awesome stuff. And number three, Alligator Loki. Alongside it's Jeff, one of the most adorable comics that I've ever read. It was so cute, so hilarious, so delightful, really fun, gorgeous, great artwork, absolutely worth every penny, because it is a bit steep at six dollars. But there is of twelve shorts in here involving Alligator Loki that are originally on Marvel Unlimited. So they're free on Marvel Unlimited. So if you're subscribed to that, you can just check them out anyway. But I, I just I really enjoy this. I wasn't necessarily one hundred percent going to get this. It wasn't on my poor list. But then when I heard good things and saw a copy of it in us in my SES, when, when I went in one week, I was like, actually, yeah, this was such a well read. Written by Anderson Wong, drawn by Bob Quinn, who did The Art of Killer Darlings this month as well, interestingly. And coloured by Pete Pantazade. Yeah, what, a, what an adorable issue. And I'm very excited for the, the second It's Jeff comic. It's coming out in November, I believe, collecting more of his issues. So that should be equally delightful. And number two, for the last couple of weeks, I have Kaya, issue 11, and also my... Pick of the week, first September 20th. Such a... I think this series just gets better and better. Such a fantastic read. The artwork is absolutely gorgeous. By Wes Craig, coloring by Jason Wordy, lettering by uh, Tom Nepolitano from Underworld Design, and also written by Wes Craig. It has such a, like animated, cartoonish, party sort of style that... The colours are so rich and vibrant, especially in this arc in the Poison Lands, where they were really able to show how lush and dangerous, and it all feels so like soothing. And it's it's such a it's it's such a a fun read. And I think what was really cool about this issue is that it was a really chaotic, climactic end to this arc, where there was a lot of action as everything came to a head, and there were lots of confrontations and lots of great character moments, and it sets up a nice momentum for the series to keep moving forward, and yeah, I, I'm really invested in Kaya and Jin and their journey through this world, and it's definitely one that we need to support, because Craig has said that he wants like eight story arcs, that's like 40 issues at least, and for an indie book like this, for an image book, to get that level of issues, we need to like support it and make sure that... I hope it's selling well. But yes, absolutely go check this out. It was such an awesome issue. And yeah, again, this series just gets better and better. I, I love it so much. But at number one, I had Batman and Robin, issue one, from the 12th of September. That was my pick of the week for that week. I absolutely adore this. Now, I, there were some fantastic comics that I've just talked about, but this in particular was just everything I wanted. This was announced back in like April, way in advance, and I remember at the time September felt like forever away, and Williamson Wright wrote a fantastic 
Damien Solo series a couple of years ago, Doom Infinite Frontier, as I mentioned, with artwork by Gleb uh, Bandikov. And the Simone de Mayo artwork on this was glorious. His artwork is just, there's so much energy and vibrancy in it. It just sort of leaps off the page. It feels like the most like, sick, like, snazzy, cool animated cartoon that you've ever seen. And it, but it's it's on a page, it's so kinetic and flashy, and it has such a distinct identity that I think is really exciting in comic books. Like, I love the more gritty, not static, that's not the word I'm looking for, but not as kinetic artwork as well, but there's something about this that is just fantastic. And the writing for Damien here was so sweet. There was some nice depth and heartfelt character while like, pushing him forward. You know, Bruce and Damien have been on rough terms since, what, like, 2019? And then that's it's gotten better over the past couple of years with the Robin Solo series with Shadow War from 2021, I want to say. Maybe it was. Anyway. Um, ah, no, early, early 2022, so, like, spring 2022. That, that was a fun series event, I mean. Anyway, I mean, of course, for, for the, the family's sake, it would be nice if it was better circumstances. But it was fun nonetheless to see Bruce and Damien fully reconcile and bring back that Batman and Robin dynamic. They actually did a great job re-establishing that while introducing some fun story threads to develop as the series continues. And it was also really cool to see Steve Wan's lettering here. I only really knew him from Jeff Lemire's books like Maze Book and Fish Flies, etc. So that was cool. And I think it's really interesting as... I'm reading the Batman and Robin by Thomasine Gleason on the best one in Eve 2 at the moment, so that was like over 10 years ago now. It's just interesting to see how far their relationship has come and just how much has happened for them in the past like 10 years. And yeah, this is really cool. I'm really looking forward to seeing where this goes again. There's another one like Superman where it is $5, so if you can't swing that, then that's completely understandable. But I really enjoy this and hopefully it will continue to be worth it and now because can you believe it we're into october i'll talk about some of the books that i'm excited for for these first couple of weeks october the 4th and the 11th and oh my god i don't know how but these weeks first two weeks are absolutely jam packed for october even when i'm sort of the person to get maybe four five six issues like six out of push issues in one week on average and here i am with like just so many issues across like two weeks i don't know how but i think for the second week because there are lots of comics that were sort of delayed into there that week and then there's also like one shots and things so anyway like batman 138 the continuation of gotham war birds of prey 2 as i mentioned on the previous casual catch up love that first issue so i'm very excited for that blue beetle 2 a really fun first issue so i'm really excited for this as well fantastic 412 i mean it involves avengers dinosaurs like what else might, what do we do want? And it's been such a fantastic run so far that I'm always incredibly excited for a new issue. The plot holes number two. I that was another one. I was incredibly excited for that first issue, and I can't wait to see how the series develops. The sacrifices number three. One that's taken me a bit by surprise because I thought the first issue looked good, but I didn't realise how much I was going to enjoy it. So. I'm really looking forward to seeing how that series goes ahead. Shazam number four. It's just been such a fun, solid superhero series that, like, World's Finest and 
by the, by the same um, team of a different colorist. That, that is down to be another delightful issue, and I'm really interested by the story that Wade, Mora, and Sanchez are building up. Strange Academy, Amazing Spider-Man, the final conclusion, the final conclusion, the final one-shot of these, like, series of one-shots. The first one was Miles, then it was Moon Knight, and then Spider-Man. Those have been alright, I hate to say, but the, the Ramos collecting covers have been cool, so I'm excited about the third one of those. And, oh my god, probably the most anticipated comic of the fourth, which is saying a lot, because, I mean, you just heard how many comics are coming out there for me. Transformers, number one. By Daniel Warren Johnson and Mike Spicer. Listen, I haven't always been that interested in Transformers, but I've been intrigued, being like, oh yeah, I might, I might check them out. Like, no, this is Daniel Warren Johnson and Mike Spicer. I will read anything they do after they do a powerbomb. And Transformers, are you kidding me? That is going to absolutely freaking rock. I am so excited for that. If that it isn't the, I, I cannot. That's a already a very strong contender for the pick of the week that week but it's got some tough competition so it's not exactly a show in but it's definitely up there and then oh, october 11th alternates number two I just talked about issue one in this catch-up so you know i'm very excited for that avengers number six i'm still waiting for issue five from as i'm recording this this week but if you're listening to this on the week it comes out last week but I've really enjoyed that series so far, so I'm excited for that. Batman and Robin number two, Cole number three, KO12. You, you, you know how I'm excited for them for those, based on how I talked about the previous issues. Uh, Fish Flies number two. This was meant to already come out, but there was a printing error, so it was delayed a few weeks. So I'm very excited for that to have finally come out in a couple of weeks' time. Guardians of the Galaxy 7, I've got to be honest. I'm only getting this issue, like with Loki and Scarlet Witch, because of Wicked and Hulk thing. I've heard mixed things about the series, but, you know... If, if my boy Billy and Teddy are in it, I have to pick it up. I'm, I'm legally obligated to pick it up. Um, <laughs> the Hunger in the Dusk, issue three. Being a really fun series so far, I liked issue two even more than issue one. About, like, humans and orcs and the cardstock of the, the issues is really nice. So that's been uh, great to get into so far. Roger with the Wilson and Christian Wild Goose. Wild Goose, who illustrated my favourite series and alienated and I loved Invisible Kingdom from Jewel Orson and Christian Ward earlier in the year. Something Epic number six. Again, I already talked about Something Epic number five in this to catch up. So, But this one has a really cool... I haven't been getting all of the, the movie homage variants because I, I don't often have an attachment to lots of them. But like I got to the Back to the Future one for two and there's an awesome It by Stephen King one that's based on the movie poster from 2017, which looks really cool. Which I'm, I'm definitely getting that. Radiant Black 26. This is one that's been delayed so much that I really hope that it, it finally comes out this week. But I understand with the way that they're doing things, I understand that they need more time to just um, prepare it all and get it all ready. So hopefully when it gets up and running again, there won't be any delays because they hopefully have got it already. But I know that issue 25, the first part of Catalyst War, and it released back in July, was such a cool read. So I know everyone in the Red and Black community is eagerly anticipating the rest of the war when it gets going again. And finally, Superior Spider-Man Returns, Issue 1. Dan Slott, Christos Gage, Ryan Steglin, Mark Bagley, Humberto Ramos, Mississippi Kamikone, Edgar Delgado, Joe Carmagna, and with an awesome cover by Stegman, J.P. Mayer, and Delgado. I am so excited for this. I haven't read the original run, but since they released the omnibus for it, 
I'm really excited to get that omnibus when I get a chance. But yes, I am really excited to read this when I get a chance. I've been excited for this since it was announced a few months ago. There was a bit of a preview to it in Amazing Spider-Man 950, I think, the wedding issue, or 925, um, recently, and that was interesting. And I loved the slot and bagley spider-man series adjectives of the spider-man so i'm excited to see how that transitions into their new superior spider-man ongoing and i think it's one of those things when it's been kept under wraps how exactly this works what exactly it's going to be so i think everyone that's excited for this is very excited to find out phew and that should about do it make sure to check out all of the the recent fun episodes of the, the podcast this month I had, um, a couple of weeks ago, Clarky Family from the League of Comic Games talk about Spider-Man Life Story, one of my favourite um, Spider-Man stories, and I think he agrees as well. And Jordan Asakwa and Vivian Truong on their new graphic novel, Revive from IDW, Cooking with Monsters, Volume 1, The Beginner's Guide to Culinary Combat. Such a fun book, such a fun conversation. Check them both out. I hope you enjoyed it if you do. Uh, Dan Price on Bigfoot Knows Karate Hennigan. That was a really cool Kickstarter conversation and a cool issue. That should that campaign should still be going, so go support it. Uh, I know that uh, Magic Powder by Jeff Shudder, uh, well, written by him at least, sorry, I should say. Issue 5 of that is in pre-launch page, so go pre-save that and check it out when it goes live and go support it, because that was such a great series I did more earlier in the year. And I also had Todd Black from writing, writing Tokyo Blade Detectives, Issue 8 of that is on pre-launch, coming soon now at the end of the second arc. Another great, awesome series that I had the chance to read and check out earlier in the year and talk to Todd. And Don't Press the Red Button, a 100-page anthology from Oscar Osorio. He's editing that. And that's also talked to him earlier in the year. He's got a really cool being following his newsletter and seeing everything with that anthology develop. So go check that out. And... Finally, to wrap up the month of September, I talked with Chris from Lost in Comics on YouTube, awesome guy, great friend in the comics community about all the comics we enjoyed in August. That was a really cool conversation that was went to some general places around comics, just sort of chatting about comics for almost two hours, getting lost in them, talking about them, and touching on some of our favourites from August. So make sure to go check those out, catch up with any of those if you haven't already, and make sure to keep an eye out for all the awesome episodes that I've got in store for October. I've got a really cool schedule planned for October, so I hope you'll check it out. And I hope you got to read some awesome comics in the past couple of weeks. Hope you had a good couple of weeks. I hope you enjoyed this casual catch-up, and I'll see you in a couple of weeks for the next one. And now, I'll roll the outro. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for on this episode. I want to thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review the show five stars wherever you're listening. I would really appreciate it. If you want to keep up to date on new episodes, please subscribe. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can email the show at joetalkscomics at gmail.com. Additionally, if you need any back issues, ratio variants, core variants, or just anything in general cool stuff to do with comics, you can check out the website for Beaders Thingamajiggets, the comic book store in Fort Collins, Colorado and most of these comics worked at and use Joe Loves Comics at checkout to get 15% off. I don't get any money for that, it's just a cool thing for you to use if you want to, yeah, check out their site and if you see anything that you like. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Joe Talks Comics. 
And finally, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Loves Comics, where we can continue talking comics. That's all for now, and I hope to see you next time. Bye.